Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday, also known as Hump Day. Over here at the Morning Toast, Theo is obviously here. Jackie is here. Let the humping commence. Let the humping begin. Theo knew it was Hump Day. He got his hair cut. He's looking, his nails did. He's looking so stunning for Hump Day. And it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful way to celebrate. We've got McPlant in the back. I know, by the way, so I rewatched yesterday's episode. And usually I don't rewatch the episodes because it's just like a reminder, like, you are ugly. <laughs> and that's just like hard for me because I work so hard on my self-esteem and rewatching one episode, kerplunk. Yeah. But with our new rug and the daylight saving, like, fresh sun, the sun has moved and we have our McPlant, I thought that I would watch yesterday's episode. And first of all, we're hilarious <laughs> and second of all the plant like really elevates our style we are working on getting another one behind Jackie because I think because now I'm jealous of your McPlant like remember when I had like a beautiful New York City view and you had smokestacks oh yeah you know this is what that's, that's karma that's how I feel right now I no, forgot but, about like, that the karma was from the original sin of you taking the good side speaking of um our old studio. It is worth mentioning. I was just on my time hop. Happy one year anniversary, Jackie. Today is the day we got evicted. Wow. Stressful, stressful times. But you know, everything happens because, you know, someone made it happen and kicked you out. No, and now here we are. the phrase is everything happens for a reason. Yeah, I know. Which is like, sure, you can say that in hindsight. Allegedly. Yeah, of course. But it was frustrating then. But we're, we're so much happier where yes. we're at now. I don't know how McPlant would have felt about like that old stifling environment. So stifling. Um, but I'm glad that all of us are here. We have four living organisms on the show. A lot of our guests are take not guests, a lot of our listeners are taking bets on how long the plant stays alive. Um, and so we would just love any insight. I've never had a McPlant before. Like I'm not I've had fake plants. I've never had a real one. So all, it's by the window, there's sun. All help would be appreciated. Yeah, we just have to water it and... Like every day? Yeah, and I, I believe it comes with instructions because Bloomscape is just on their stuff. Like yes. Bloomscape was made for us. Like we're not McPlant experts, no. but we want to be. This episode is not sponsored by McPlant, but the plant <laughs> is. This episode is not sponsored by McPlant, you're saying? You know what I mean. Yeah. By Bloomscape. But it is from Bloomscape, which is one of our new sponsors. So if you're looking for a plant, a McPlant, you should go get one. They have all different kinds of plants. Um, before we dive in, because we have a busy show for you guys today, Jackie and I just wanted to take a moment and talk about what happened yesterday. Just sending our love to our Asian American toasters and the Asian American community here in America. What happened in Atlanta yesterday was so disgraceful and so disgusting. and it's So just upsetting. So upsetting. And it's coming off the heels. This is like, you know, the 10th the thing I've heard in the last week about attacks on the Asian community. And it's really, really scary. And so so we just wanted to send love to our Asian American toasters and just acknowledge how atrocious and painful the events of yesterday was. Yeah. Were. Excuse me. 
I agree. Our hearts are with you and we're thinking of you. Yes, but here at the Morning Toast, we aim to bring positivity. We do. And that's what we're going to try and do. We're going to try. We have the fast five stories you need to know. I feel as though you need to know them. We yes, have one, very. We have one story that I'm actually really excited to discuss, okay. like a shift in gears for us. Okay. And also we'll be recapping Real Housewives of Dallas. I caught up yesterday. I had you in the back of my mind saying this is manufactured and I look forward to chatting. Yeah. Um, I watched it last night as well. Um, meh. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of thoughts okay. and, and I look forward to sharing them with the group. How was the rest of your day yesterday after you left here uh, at the, the morning of, toast? Oh, my God. The rest of my day was pretty oh, good. Wait. I know. I know. Oh. We're sitting here like big toast. Oh, sorry. Like, sorry. We have new merch shopping on Thursday, which we are wearing. And we just like were remiss, devastated, and heartbroken not to share it with you. This is the beautiful, stunning, and smart collection. Claudia is wearing the sweatpants. I am wearing the crew neck sweatshirt. I have a lot to say about this collection. So just look at my sweatshirt and then hear me out. It's so beautiful, stunning, and smart. It's so beautiful, stunning, and smart. So the material on these, I feel like we need to let people know, like it's a lot more lightweight than mm-hmm. what we've done in the past. It's Perfect so, for spring. so comfortable. The sweatpants are so comfortable. So we will be dropping sweatpants and the matching sweatshirt, which is what we're wearing separately now. We have a crew neck. Crew neck. I love a crew neck. <laughs> crew neck, mug, sticker. Phone case, which I have here. I know a maybe caught a glimpse yesterday but this is it um comes in every phone imaginable um iphone android all the cases it's also a really good case it's very protective it's the same kind of case we had for the how you Dern ones um which i love and i just am obsessed with this bar mitzvah like 90s right it's just like bringing me back it's just such a positive vibe this um yeah this font and this so color i'm loving wearing it i feel like it's brightening up like my whole look i feel like it's like brightening up my face you yeah. know when you wear a color that like yes elevates your look yeah so that's how I feel about this it's dropping on thursday that's tomorrow so, oh my god that is tomorrow huh yeah. look at that so <laughs> crew neck sweatpants long sleeve white shirt the sticker i already put on my computer i'm obsessed with my morning toast and my beautiful stunning and smart sticker um so yeah it'll be at shopmorningtoast.com tomorrow and just make sure to get it so you can be as beautiful stunning and smart as we know you are also i'm wearing a size medium in the sweatshirt love to see it i got a size medium in the sweatpants and i will say i would recommend maybe sizing down because i think um they're just they're baggy which like i personally love but um they they're a little bigger than than what we've made in the past i'm wearing xl in both and very pleased with my purchase okay perfect that's good to know yeah that is good to know so that'll be tomorrow and we'll keep you know we took some sickening photos, and we'll keep posting those on our Instagram. So make sure you're following The Morning Toast on Instagram at The Morning Toast. Right, and also at shopmorningtoast.com tomorrow. We have tons of other merch up on the site. So get your merch. It's always a mood booster. And it's Shout always, out to Lauren Elizabeth. It's always a good time to shopmorningtoast.com. It is, and it's never too late. Actually, sometimes things sell out. Actually, no, a it, lot of the times it's too late. Making it too late. Because we're just, like, so in demand. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so merch. What else? I didn't really do anything yesterday. I watched The Real Housewives of Dallas, and I ordered Chinese food, and it was so good, and I have no regrets about my meal. Oh, but I got hooked on Thinsters. Are you f- familiar with the Thinsters? I am, and I can't believe that you are familiar. Those are, like, one of those snacks that, like, seem healthy but aren't. It's like a Trader Joe's lie, you know? Yeah. And they had them at my Dwayne Reed, and I was, like, really, really hungry. And I knew, like, when I go to Dwayne Reed hungry, it's so dangerous because, like, I just buy everything. And I was trying to, like, just get, like, a light snack. And I know Olivia has Thinsters in her house, which means, like, they are kind of healthy because Olivia doesn't like have a lot of non-healthy things in her house it's like fake healthy yeah and so I bought it and I'm like oh they're gonna be like gross but like whatever they were so fucking good like oh my god I'm obsessed and I bought three bags and 
I ate half of one and then I came into the kitchen and all the rest were gone because Ben ate all of them. Wow. Yeah. So that's what it's like living with Ben. Damn. I it's had eat a, or be eaten. I ordered the Smith last night. So oh, nice. delicious. And I've, I've talked about those quarter pounder cookies mm-hmm. before. Oh. And last night I just took a whole one down. Wow. Yeah. So good. So, so good. But I also went to Live Method yesterday. Like they tortured me. Yeah, it was so you, torture you fest. Earned it. So I guess I did earn it. Um, so I guess. Without like, further ado. You think? We could jump right in. I have a lot to say about a lot of things. So. So we might as well get right into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. You. Yes, you. Do you remember when we used to say that? Yeah, sometimes we do. There's no... Oh, sorry. Today's... I just went right into it. Today's episode is brought to you by Pros. There's no one-size-fits-all when it comes to shampoo and conditioner. We need products that are suited for our unique needs and don't leave us disappointed. And thanks to our personalized Pros shampoo and conditioner, we fall in love with our hair again. I need to talk... I need to just go off about Please, Pros for a second. Please, go off, sis. Because I recently got my customized shampoo, conditioner and pre-shampoo mask, which I've always just wanted something to like be more than just my shampoo and conditioner. And you take- It's so basic. like Right. But with pros, you take a quiz that is so in-depth. It asks you about like your hair needs, whether it's curly, wavy, straight, how often you typically wash it. Does it get oily? But they also ask you like where you live and all these environmental factors that you might not think about, but do contribute to your hair. It's such an in-depth quiz. Also, you of course get to choose your own sense that by the end I was, and when my shampoo and conditioner arrived, I was like- I'm the only one who has this shampoo and conditioner. It was made for me. And isn't it fun to feel special? It made me feel really special. So Pros knows that there's more to you than just your hair type. Pros has given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how we both got started. With their algorithm and over 50 billion formula combinations, Pros has determined a unique blend of ingredients to treat our exact concerns. If you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. It is a healthy hair regimen with your name all over it, literally. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash toast. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash toast for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. Again, that's pros.com slash toast. And take our word for it. It's fabulous. It is so fabulous. Okay. Oh, that's an, I'm Are up. Are you waiting for something? I'm up. <laughs> yeah. It's your turn. Okay, here we go. First big story of the day sort of unfolded last night. David Dobrik apologized in a new video after a woman accused a 2018 Vlog Squad member of rape. So last night, David Dobrik posted an apology to his YouTube channel where he addressed rape and sexual assault allegations against former and current members of his Vlog st- squad crew. Dobrik, who is widely known for rarely addressing controversy, titled the video, which is two minutes and 30 seconds long, Let's Talk, and he turned off the comments and likes to dislikes ratio. Right. Let's talk. Silence. <laughs> he said he wanted to address some conversations that have been going on online. Earlier in the day, Insider published an investigation that included allegations from a woman who said that she was raped during the filming of a 2018 Vlog Squad video that was posted on Dobrik's channel. She said that she was given alcohol by Vlog Squad members and became intoxicated to the point of blacking out. Then she said she was involved in group sex with Dominicus Zegliatis, Dirty Dom, Dom, that she could not consent to. Wow, I wouldn't have read that as dirty. I would have said dirty. Dirt. dirt yeah no it's, yeah. he's so disgusting like he, like he's was the worst part of vlog squad and like here's why you know yeah also in february former vlog squad member seth francois fo- spoke out and said that he was tricked into kissing dobrik's right hand man jason nash in a 2017 video 
Uh, Seth said it was non-consensual and was sexual assault as he was under the illusion he would be kissing model and influencer Karina Kopf, who would be wearing a mask rather than Nash, a 45-year-old man. Yeah, so I think we should start at the beginning because like for the last year, first of all, David hasn't vlogged in a year, but there's been a lot of rumblings, mostly from Trisha Paytas and Ethan Klein, who have this podcast called Frenemies that's really, really popular. Trisha Paytas used to date Jason Nash and they broke up. And ever since then, she's just like real. She's been like she's been like one of the few people on the Internet talking about like her experience being a part of the vlog squad and how it was like so toxic. Um, And for a while, she was like kind of like shouting into a void on her podcast. But she was like and. I understand she ha- she isn't always like the most reliable source because she has her own controversies and she was a part of the vlog. So like I think for a while people just kind of disregarded what Trisha was saying, but more people started to speak out in, mo- in recent months, kind of corroborating the type of environment that Trisha was describing amongst the members. Um, first was Seth, who it's actually I, I saw an episode of. Um, Law and Order SVU that was really similar to the situation like it happened in a frat house where what happened to Seth was like they blindfolded him and was like Corinna who's a member of the vlog squad who's like this gorgeous Instagram model um is gonna kiss you and it ended up being Jason who's 50 years old a man and kind of gross um that's just my opinion so and and it reminded me of this Law and Order episode that I watched which is like it's like this assault gray area and it's like but, but it is really, really unethical. Um, and so that story, like, kind of blew up. And a couple of the Vlog Squad members, because there's, like, th- 15 of them, like, they had made their own videos, like, addressing it, like, giving their own receipts, kind of discrediting Seth. Um, but it never became, like, a major news story. But there has been, like, all this momentum, you know, people talking chatter online about David Dobrik. And now this Business Insider article was kind of the the big explosion to take the story like into the mainstream um and this girl who spoke up what she kind of what she alleges that dom put on his stories they're always like filming with random people and they always like go to like colleges which it's like kind of weird now that like you think about it yeah um to like get like extras and like it's like scripted kind of but they play all these games and they just need like strangers that give away money um so we put on his instagram that like he needed girls and um the girl in the story whose pseudonym is hannah she, um, her friends are like, we're like obsessed with the vlog squad. And we're like, let's go, let's go. They need extras. And they were like DMing with Dom being like, we're coming, we're coming. And she didn't like know who any of these people were. She didn't care, but like, she just wanted to be with her friends. Um, and a, a bunch of members were there. I think they said Jeff was there and Scott was there. And they were like giving these underage girls alcohol. And Trisha Paytas was there that night. She spoke to Business Insider. And she was like, I left when they were, all these guys were giving underage girls drinks because it just like felt really wrong to me. Um, And then the girl woke up the next morning and her friend was like, oh, my God, that threesome. And she's like, what? Like, she didn't know, have any idea what um, her friend was talking about. And she had asked at like months. And then there's a video. They vlogged the whole night. Right. And a a few months later, she sent Dom a text and was like this whole, you know, long thing. Very respectful. Just being like, I feel so uncomfortable. Like, I don't remember anything that happened. I really feel like I was taken advantage of. I don't want this video out there. Like, can you please take it down? Yeah. And they did. Yeah. So I think people are not sharing the clip the clips of the video exist but people aren't sharing it out of respect for hannah um but it's just like it's as as most things are it's very layered yes it is very layered and uh the pieces that i saw especially the text messages that she heartbreaking sent to dom were heartbreaking like imagining from her perspective like she describes like waking up not knowing what happened the night before not being wearing clothes having thrown up in the house that she was in when she went home her friends having sort of like literally carried her out right and then on top of that trauma to there be a video about it oh my and God. then for months later 
you have to reach out to the person who took advantage mm-hmm. of you and ask them to take like the whole thing is is so traumatic and yeah um and she's really brave for speaking out because yeah for up until now like David Dobrik has been like beloved they say like he's the Jimmy Fallon of our generation yeah like, beloved so nobody wants to speak out against that like it's an uphill battle it's a losing game yeah um and so I think she's really brave and it just I'm not like when I when I heard the story I was like surprised that it hit the mainstream but like I've just kind of been following this for so long and even when you watch the videos and I have been like last year I, I've discovered the vlog squad and I was obsessed with the vlogs but there always was this like underlying weirdness like the way they were like just really inappropriate and like bullied each other. There was like this, you could, even from the videos not being there, like you could sense a toxicity. Like it was subtle. And now these stories coming out, like they don't surprise me at all. But what does surprise me is the response from David. Cause it was like so disappointing. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was short. Some of the quotes is, he said, consent is something that's super important to me, whether I'm shooting with a friend or I'm shooting with a stranger, I make sure whatever video I'm putting out, I have the approval from that person. He said that he's no, he no longer films with Dom. He doesn't um, like su- approve of that sort His of misconduct. Choices. He said with the ses- Seth situation, I'm sorry to Seth. I just want to make videos where everyone who's participating is enjoying and having a good time. I miss the mark with that one. And I'm really sorry. I truly, truly am. Okay, so here's what I didn't like about his video. And, and when we talk about cancel culture, like, and, and I, talk, I talked about this a lot in the book, like, this is not cancel These culture. These are crimes. Right, and so this is, this is what we're always saying here, and this is, like, the point I really tried to drive home in my book, is, like, because people are DMing me, like, are you going to talk about David? Like, he doesn't deserve to be canceled. Like, he's so nice. And there's just such a big difference here, like, and I feel like his response was a really shitty response for someone who had like tweets exposed, like, which is not a crime. It's just like embarrassing and wrong. And I don't feel like his response even matched even close to the level of what he's being accused of. Yeah. And I just think like when we talk about cancel culture, we really need as a society to separate the people who had tweets exposed and the people who committed actual crimes, because we are lumping these people into like a cancel culture category. And it's just not the same. Like, one person had bad judgment and another person committed a crime. Yes, I agree. He also um, said that I've been really disappointed with some of my friends. And for that reason, I have separated from a lot of them. So he's like distancing himself from he's the He's blaming it all on his friends. Right. But also in the threesome video, from what I understand and what I gleaned from um, the article, the article or the parts that I read, which the article is now not behind a paywall. They took it off. They put it on Business Insider Prime, which is. OK, good. Like, get your coin. But like, don't profit off of someone's trauma. That's true. And also... There was one, there was that version, which I don't subscribe to Business Insider, so I didn't read, but there was another version that was a lot of the story, but... It was like, a preview. Yeah. But now they took it off, behind, off the paywall. So apparently there was also podcast audio where they talked about this threesome night, and there was people who were going in and watching it to make sure that it happened. Like, right, to like make sure Dom actually had a threesome. His friends had to go check. David's on Travis, uh, what's that, who used to date Madeline Petch, uh, who hosts Ghosted. Yes, I know who you're It's his about. podcast. Okay. Is his name Travis Barker? Or no, is that like the drummer? I think that's um, Courtney's Courtney Kardashian's boyfriend. boyfriend. Okay, whatever. Travis Mills. Travis Mills. Um, David went on his podcast and they're like chronicling the night. And David's like bragging like, yeah, Dom wanted to have a threesome. We found some girls. Like we all had to go in and check. And so he's there like filming the night. Check. Like it's just the more you hear about the story, the more disgusting it is. Yeah. And so when we're talking about like cancel, don't cancel. No, like this is the type of thing like cancel culture should be reserved for like not people who you know made a mistake like and said something wrong but the person who did something morally depraved yes and in these instances and i and 
of sexual assault, there's there's the abuser, and then there are the people who bystanders, bystanders who watch it happen, mm-hmm. who, like cheer on, like it awful. Is, it, it's so it's to be one of those people like you are not exempt from guilt whatsoever no and it that's literally what the premise so just, of promising young woman is oh. and it's like this terrible thing happened at a medical school and like all the guys like who were in like the friend group just like stood and filmed like it, it actually reminds me of it so much i forgot about that until right now um i agree like it's there's multiple People who are at fault here. Yes. Of course, Dom. Right. So having no longer filming with Dom and not being associated with him anymore, like that's not, um, that's not enough. No. No. And it's not lost on me how this video was two minutes and 30 seconds, which is incredibly short, was put on his Views YouTube channel, which is brand new. He has three YouTube channels. David Dobrik, which I think has like 16 million. David Dobrik 2, which I think has like 11 million. And then this new one for his podcast. So it was on the smallest one. He released it at midnight, turned the comments off. It was two minutes long. Like, I just feel like you might as well have not even said anything. Like, that's fucking disrespectful. Yeah, but I also, I don't know. I feel, I feel like that was a choice, you know? Yeah, of course. It, like, of course, yes, it was a choice, but it, it extremely intentional. Like, that's yes. his thing. To is, minimize. Is the short videos. I'm going to say something, and, and we're expected to move on from it. Um, just the more I think about this story, like, it's I'm so upsetting. my stomach. It's so upsetting, and especially now with what just happened in the UK with Sarah Everard, and, like, women are just now speaking out about, like, how much women go through, like, just to, like, not get attacked. Like, what we wear, what we think, how we walk, what we say. Like, and so for this to come out while we're having these conversations, and, like, women, especially on TikTok, like, it's a huge trend to share um, to this Andre Day song, and it's, like, so powerful to share, like, what I was wearing when I was assaulted. Um, it's like we're having this conversation now, and, like, this is what you're contributing? Yeah. Like, this two-minute like, video? Like you said, David Dobrik is everywhere. He's, you know... The biggest if- digital star Period. Yeah. And so knowing that so many people look up to him, knowing that so many college kids, so many people would really like would love to be in these videos. Uh And and it just it's such an abuse of the position. It's 100 percent. And it's really upsetting. Yeah. And I just like I can't stress enough like how this is not cancel culture. No. No. And it was like because I got a bunch of DMs like, what are you going to say on the toes? And like people love him. And it's hard to deconstruct like someone you look up to as being not what they say they are and not the vision of like the hero you imagine. Cause he built a brand off of like giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars. But like, that doesn't mean you can create a toxic environment and do shit like this. Like, but that's the image that is cemented of him in so many people's minds. A hundred percent. And if we, if our generation wants to be different from the generation older than us, the Harvey Weinsteins, you know, the right. Me Too movement did so much to expose these people. And then, so we have new people coming up and, and in, in different ways, but extremely similar ways, they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Abusing their power. Yeah. A hundred percent. So. It's, it's so disappointing. So disappointing. Um, so I'm curious to see, like, what happens next. Like, because at the end of the day, like, this is a full-blown crime and multiple people are guilty. Like, is there going to be, an, like, a police, like, there's a business insider investigation. Is there a police investigation? Where do we go from here? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but we'll keep you abreast. Abreast. Um, okay, you ready for our next story? Yes. Emmanuel Acho is revealing the sit-down between <gasps> Michelle yes! and Rachel Kirkconnell that never aired. Okay. I saw this video on Emmanuel's Instagram IGTV. where he talked about his favorite conversation from the evening that was one in which we did not know even happened. It did not even a sliver of it make air. It was a conversation that took place between frontrunners Michelle Young and Rachel Kirkconnell. Um, he said, TV 
time constraints limit you from broadcasting everything you desire, my favorite part of the one hour special that was not shown actually was talking to Michelle early on and I could sense the heartbreak over her loss of a former lover in Matt, but I could also sense the despair over her loss of a former friend in Rachel based upon the p- photos that surfaced. Now Michelle had reached out to Rachel but had never heard back and so Michelle was broken over that. I sensed that over the course of our conversation so during that next commercial break I called an audible. I reached out to the producers via my mic and said hey we have to get Michelle and Rachel to somehow reconcile. He said um, he recapped sort of the conversation that they had and said that it ended um, in a very uplifting sort of way where the two women like do come back together. He said it was a beautiful depiction that I got to witness and for the sake of time you did not you all did not get to witness. I could just think of so many things I didn't need to see on that three hour finale and it's like oh we have time constraints now why are we at three hours? Right. Oh, 100%. There was time. First of all, there's there was always time. time. And I feel like the choice not to air this conversation that sounds to me was a lot about healing. It's like, once again, the bachelor just like is missing the mark yeah. on what they can be contribute, contributing. 100%. You know, like it, it was definitely an impactful conversation that would have promoted that would have promoted healing and especially in such a divisive time like and that, within a divisive time within the franchise like the franchise is literally imploding because they're the chris harrison stands and the rachel Lindsay stands are at odds yeah and so that type of conversation could have been so healing so you you uniting yeah whatever um unifying. could have united unifying whatever yeah thanks um and am I surprised that they didn't include it? No. Am I disappointed? Yeah. Because like that's the message we should be sending. Like not more division. People, you know, making mistakes. Forgiveness. Grace. This word, everyone. Grace, grace, grace. Grace. Like I would have loved to see that conversation. Especially because that's what we literally said yesterday. We were like, you know, what Michelle said about Rachel was super nice. And they are, they were obviously friends when you live in a house for so long with someone. And like where, I just... That was missing. And I did feel like that piece of like a lot of these girls do know Rachel. What was their relationship with her? How do they feel about everything that happened? And I think that that would have been a a big piece of this puzzle that um, would have made the special even better. Like, and I love Shady Emmanuel Acho like putting it on his on his IGTV because if we if he didn't, no one would have ever known. No, and also um, I saw that Brie had posted that um, she was at after the final rose. They cut her. She, they cut her. She didn't, get to be on, she didn't get to be on Women Tell All. Apparently, she filmed for After the Final Rose, and she wasn't on. This is just like the choppiest copy and paste season ever. Like, But she was on Vile Files, so if you want right. to hear from Brie, check it out. Yeah, she did a podcast with Nick, but still, like, that's so bizarre. And it's like all these actually interesting things got cut. How did we end up with three hours of literal trash? No, two hours and 45 minutes of trash. Some of the, the 15 minutes between Rachel and Matt was interesting. Yeah, no, I, two and a half hours, I would say. Yeah. But like this, the message here is once again, like Bachelor producers are so not in tune with what's necessary and with what is good. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Demi Lovato is sharing everything in her yeah. new docuseries from kneeling, nearly dying to healing from sexual assault. In the tell-all docuseries Demi Lovato, Dancing with the Devil, which premiered at the South by Southwest Film Festival on Tuesday, viewers got an in-depth look at what really happened before, during, and after the singer's 2018 overdose. From a detailed timeline of that terrifying July night to the trauma she's faced throughout her life, here are some of the most revealing things that... Um, 
she shared, shared in her documentary. Uh, she talked about her eating disorder, that it's a lifelong battle, but she's gotten much better. She talked about dealing with bulimia and how she felt controlled when it came to what she ate and what she did for most of her career. Um, the docuseries introduces key people in her life, including Jordan Jackson, her personal assistant, who made the 911 call Oy. the morning after her overdose. Um, she talks about the, that night specifically and um, the events of the night and how she was sexually assaulted by the Drug heroin dealer. dealer who then left her to die. Oh, my really. God. She talks about um, all of the health issues that she suffered after the fact. She talks about how she can't drive anymore because wow. her, her eyesight is impaired. She said it's akin to seeing sunspots. Oh, my and God. And all of the permanent... Um, damage damage from that night that's crazy i mean i'm definitely gonna watch a documentary um and i don't think demi lovato's ever like had a problem opening up like she's always super honest but it really like when you watch something in the news like when we were reporting on that whole overdose like you can't even imagine how much worse that it actually was yeah than what we were hearing right it's it's crazy it's crazy to read some of um what she shares and i'm sure this doc documentary will be extremely yeah um and powerful. she has a new album coming out and she has a song with ariana grande on it did you hear yes, that yes it's called her album's called dancing with the devil the art of starting over i saw that she has a song i love with that Ari. Name. yeah she should also write a book by that title yeah i do think that a documentary in a book especially if you're the subject of your own documentary it's the Similar. same thing just like a different medium yeah and i'm sure one day she will write a book and so it's a youtube one right i think so youtube really nails the um celebrity documentaries mm -hmm. speaking of youtube uh, something we didn't talk about i'm wondering if you watch new Haley bieber series. youtube channel no i didn't but i have been meaning to yeah though who's in my bathroom yeah um she did kendall, kendall kendall's in her bathroom yeah i haven't seen it yet but i did see some clips on youtube on tiktok going around like making fun of her because she was like this really solves the problem when like you want to do a face mask but your significant other like like, she was just, like, talking about, like, a relatable problem that, like, literally doesn't exist. And, Stop. like, the kids on TikTok were fucking roasting her. They, you can't get away with anything. They're savage. Mm -hmm. Okay, ready for our next story? Only if it's brought to you by Nuts.com. Oh, it is. I'm loving Nuts.com, I know. We have a whole thing here. Oh, yeah. We found an incredible website that you have to check out because Nuts.com is the best kept secret of savvy snackers across the country. So they have a ton of high quality snacks. And if you're in like a snack rut, which I have been for the last year because I'm literally eating the same three things, it's good to change it up. Nuts.com has a huge variety of high quality delicious snacks like white chocolate toffee cashews, bourbon pecans, crystallized ginger, honey sesame sticks. But it's not just for lovers. Uh, sorry, it's nuts.com isn't just for nut lovers. It's your one-stop online pantry shop. You know, it's it's for candy lovers too. They yeah. have the most amazing candy selection. I got these chocolate covered gummy bears. The chocolate mm. on the, it's just so delectable. So delectable. And I have these um cashews that are coated in white chocolate truffle right. that are so bomb. Fire. They're so fire. I, I can't recommend highly enough. If you're looking to up your snack game, Nuts.com is a one-stop shop. Yeah, and also, like, if you're having guests over and, like, you just want to do more than just, like, a crudité, like, it really elevates your entertaining It really does. Like, you can get vibe. mixed nuts. You can obviously get the roasted, the salted, standards. the standard, but you can also get apple pie flavored mixed nuts yeah the simple and convenient way to have nutritious delicious healthy nuts dried fruit flowers grains and so many other high quality foods delivered straight to your door they have over 4,000 products to choose from and they have delicious healthy 
kid family snacks like dried strawberries and custom trail mix, plus all the raw, organic, roasted, salted, and candied nuts you can imagine, even chocolate dipped. The website is very easy to navigate with great photos of the product so you know exactly what you're getting. And Nuts.com is a family-run business that takes pride in getting you the freshest products ever. It is your one-stop shop, plus they have gluten-free and vegan options so anyone can shop. The delivery is super fast because most orders ship on the same day. Um, So if you want to check out Nuts.com, new Nuts.com customers get free shipping on their first order when you text TOAST to 64000. So text T-O-A-S-T to 64000 to get free shipping on your first order from Nuts.com. That's TOAST to 64000. Check it out. You will not regret it. Like if there's one thing you could trust us on, Snacks. It's so true. Okay, next up is a little sleep news. Okay. Google's new Nest Hub is a smart display that tracks your sleep quality. Does Google own Nest, like the regular Nest? Does it? I don't know. I don't know. It would be weird if they had the same right. product and name. Right. So um, Nest Hub has the same design as, as its predecessor, which I guess is Nest. Nest. Period. Um, it's a seven-inch touchscreen display, but it will track your sleep. So, I, but like use you don't have to wear anything. Like using your breathing and like moving patterns. How? Like these really small. Um, Where do you put it? Like I guess you would put it on your nightstand. It's Google's latest smart home device and will be able to monitor your sleep patterns. That is not too innovative in and of itself, except that Google has figured out how to do it without a camera or any kind of wearable device. The new Nest Hub comes with a function called sleep sensing that uses low energy radar to monitor the breathing, movement, and even the snores of the person sleeping next to the hub. The technology will learn your sleep patterns and provide personalized recommendations for how to get better shut eye. Here's the thing. And we live in this age of information, data, data. Also, I just want to add before you talk about data, Google says the data it collects will not be used for ads. Oh, famous last words. Heard that before. You know, I'm sleep talking in my sleep about like nuts.com and all of a sudden targeted ads. No, or they're like while you're sleeping and they know you're in a deep REM cycle, they start playing ads that like will infiltrate your sleep. That's like Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. I think that this is a level of intrusion with technology that I'm good without. But I also just like, I'm the queen of sleep. Wait, well, here's my thing. It's like, we live in this age where like, you can just know like your heart rate at any minute. And I just feel like certain data is none of my business. Like I sleep fine. Like I just, I don't know. I don't need to know that much. I don't need to know how many steps I took. I don't need to know my heart rate. Like I don't need to know how many hours I snored and like, what did I say in my sleep? Like some things are just not my business. Yeah, I agree. Like humanity has gone on for so long without us knowing. The cavemen didn't know if their partner was sleep talking. Like we're fine. No, or without like a tracking to track my breathing while I sleep. Usually on nights where I sleep badly, I I can probably pinpoint why that is. Yeah, So of course. I think this is a little extra. No, and there's definitely some people who are like obsessed with their data, like Fitbit, Apple Watch, the whole thing. I I will disagree with you on the steps part, even though like I... It's none of my business. It doesn't really change anything. And I also think there there was some information that came out after... Fitbit was so ubiquitous that it was actually causing weight gain because people were attributing these steps to like calories burned more so than you were always burning those calories. And so people were like sort of using that as exercise when it wasn't. No, that when it wasn't new exercise. That would have been me. Right. So I I agree with your your thesis, but I do I do, but I also do get sort of step crazy sometimes, and of then course. I like find myself like just wanting to hit these benchmarks, but like for no reason. Yeah, no, and honestly, like as someone who doesn't move a lot, like I just don't need that kind of negative reinforcement. Like, oh, you only walked five hundred steps today. Like that's none of my business. But sometimes it's super interesting. Like you know, on a day where you literally didn't leave your bed, like and that shows. And then also sometimes when we used to go to like Coachella, stagecoach, when we got lost at stagecoach, and we got lost, and then we would go home and we we're like, oh my god, we 
did 20,000 steps. Yeah, no, it's like, so, okay, it's an interesting factoid, but like, I don't, I'm not one of those people who like, you know, their whole day like revolves around their Apple Watch, you know? Yes, I do. I do know that about you. Okay. Um, our fifth and final story is from, an, uh, I don't think I've ever read an article from this publication before. The American Kennel brand is sharing the most popular dog breeds of 2020. Oh my God, tell me Cavaliers are on there. I didn't even, I did a quick scroll and I didn't even see it. Like I, I, okay. yeah, I thought we were influential. Number one, and this is the same as it's been, Labradors. Which one's that? La- the big labs, you know. Golden um, Retriever. Yeah, like a... Archie, no, they're like different. Archie, Shannon, Bedore's dog. No, that's a golden retriever. Isn't that Is a there lab? a picture? No, it's just a list. Come on, we know what a lab is. I think you can have a golden lab. A yellow lab? A, a yellow lab? lab? I'm just going to look it up really quick. A Labrador retriever. You know, it's like Airbud. Right, Air no, that is a golden retriever. Okay, So yes. you don't know. Retrievers. Labrador retriever is what it's called? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? These are the most popular? But also, but golden retrievers are number four, so there is a difference. Golden retrievers are fucking cute, but I do wish, like, golden retrievers, there were some, like, a breed of golden retrievers that stayed the size that they are when they're puppies, because they're so cute. I would get one of those, but I don't have enough space for an enormous dog. Yeah, plus you've already got Theo. Okay, what's number two? Number two, French bulldogs, which they're moving up the rank. Really? I feel like after what happened to Lady Gaga and, like, how valuable they are in the black market, they would be moving down. Well, I think that what happened to her showed that it shows that they're on like that they're so desirable. Yeah, but with desire, oh, comes danger. That's true. So maybe now they'll go down next, next year. year. This was twenty twenty. Okay. Number three, German Shepherds. Let me just double check that I know what they're. All these dogs are the same to me. German Shepherd. Um. Okay. Oh, really? German Shepherd's big. You know what? I need to stop talking about dog breeds in a I negative know. light because we all remember what happened with um, Lily Reinhardtgate twenty twenty. Yes. Um, but don't worry, top 10, I think, I think you're okay. Number four, golden retrievers. Number five, bulldogs. Okay. Number six, poodles. Oh. Number seven, beagles. Number eight, rottweilers. Number nine, wow. German short-haired pointers. And number 10, the dachshund. Ooh. And they just cracked top 10 for the first time, dachshund. And I just want to say, like, I do think it's related to, to this the toast. show. To the toast, yeah. 100%. Um, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because... Obviously, I think some of those dog breeds are cuter than others, but I've learned not to mess with the dog breed community. So People feel really passionate about their breed of choice. Of course. And that's how we feel about King right, Charles. Right, no, like if I saw someone on a podcast saying like King Charles are ugly, I would literally come to their house. I would literally not care. I, that's what. <laughs> no, of course not, because yes, of course. I would just be like, I disagree. Yeah, no. Because we live in America where you can go on your podcast and say whatever you want. And if someone doesn't like it, they can just leave. They don't have to announce that they're leaving. But they will. And BuzzFeed will write it up <laughs> and fed, spread, spread lies about you and your family. Try to make you into a murderer <laughs> in America. Yeah. Okay, I just scrolled down all the way to 195 and I don't see King Charles Cavalier Shut You know what? That's good because like we're unique. But yes, but it also maybe means like maybe we're not that influential. No, I mean that's been the cold hard truth for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I missed it, but I, I feel like I would, that's I would see it. disgusting. I know. Fuck the American Kennel Society. Yeah. Dot though, com. Though, interesting. I did think that was interesting. Yeah, no, that is. Um, what was the number one? Golden Labrador? Labrador Retriever. Got it. Okay. I guess it's just like, that's the reinforcement that I needed. Like, I'm so unique. Like, 
I really feel like I'm not like other girls, you know? No, I would say you're not like other girls. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, Okay, so let's dive into TV recap. The Royal Housewives of Dallas Snooze Fest 2021. Um, Last night, okay, I just have something to say before we start. I feel bad for Tiffany because she's just like obviously like a different type of girl, you know, which is not a crime. But she's like having trouble getting along with everyone because she's like kind of a wet blanket. Okay. I have a totally different perspective. Okay. In the last two episodes, I really related to, to Tiffany. Like her wanting to be, it, I don't think I'm so similar to her, but I understood that feeling that she got when she jumped into the lake and was like, this is not who I am. I'm doing this for other people. But like, what about what I actually like or don't like to do? And, and this is not one of the, those things. To jump into a lake when you don't swim. In your own clothes? In your own clothes. It's like you're really trying to make it work with this group The of group people. is very pushy. Yeah. And she she hit her breaking point, And I completely understood and related to that. And even the like, oh my God. And when she started crying in her room and everyone started coming in. And I Ugh. was literally like, leave. <laughs> yeah. Just, she just needed a minute alone, maybe with one friend, just to sort of vent. But she, and someone said like, I think it was Stephanie. She was like, every day that we've been here, like it's been something for like that we for her that we have just like sort of piled onto Tiffany, and like she hit her breaking point. And I feel like on those group trips, I can a hundred percent relate to that. Then I also felt like with Tiffany, by the end of her birthday party, I I really started to feel like I understood who she is. And it's funny because I think someone else said like, we thought you were like so cool when you came in. I feel like when she came in, I thought that too, where it's like, she's almost too cool for these girls, but it's actually the opposite where it's like, she has a hard time fitting in. She's never really had great girlfriends. And I really finally feel like I understand her and I really, really like her. I definitely feel like I understand her too. She's not like, I'm if I was in that group, like, I would be, like, a Deandra and a Carrie. Like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an insane pusher. I push people. I'm a drug yeah. pusher. You know, like, that's just what I do. But I feel like I would be, like, a Cameron, where it's, yes. like, I have boundaries, and I know how, like, wearing a bathing but suit Cameron under my dress. Cameron like, struggled. Cameron, right. Cameron struggled in the beginning to set those boundaries, and I think that's important. It's, like, I want to have fun with everyone. I want to get outside of my comfort, comfort zone, but there are things that I, I won't do, and everyone needs to respect that. And now they do respect that about Cameron. Yeah. Tiffany just get, needs, she to, needs get, to get there. She started with only boundaries, then she took away all the boundaries, and, and she felt like not herself. You, She'll find that, that middle that ground. That medium. I completely agree. I, I think she's very similar to Cameron in a lot of ways, because, like, a few seasons ago, Cameron never would have jumped in the lake, but now she, like, knows the no, group. she brought her bathing suit. Yeah. She's jumping in the lake. But the thing with Tiffany that I'm really struggling with is for a first season housewife, she's giving us a lot of like personal, like family stuff, work stuff. And I totally like empathize for the struggle of working moms. Like I'm not downplaying it at all, but like on a reality show, like I really don't care. Okay. Well, that's on the producers. I'm sure all of the women filmed equal amounts of time at home and they chose her storyline. I'm going to assume it's because it was more interesting than the others. I guess. You know, I mean, to me that even though it's like a lot of personal storyline from a, um, new housewife, I think it's more interesting than Deandra, like finding her brother. Oh, for sure. Um, but I just like, but the thing is like, we know Deandra, like I'm willing to put up with that because I've known Deandra for years now, but like with Tiffany, with the, and we always say this, like when a new housewife comes on and like, you know, gives us so much personal backstory, like we don't care yet. Yeah. We don't I, know you. Yes, I agree. But I wouldn't blame Tiffany for that. I would blame the producers. Her birthday party editors. looked really fun, even though like it was not Moroccan theme, aside from the fact that they were just sitting on pillows. But other than that, it was, cake. it was like a kid's birthday party with balloons and swings. It was, but she was so touched by it. And I like, I really feel like this group of women are true friends. Yes. And when they're having like genuine moments and for them, it's like, are we going to, it's not just like, we're going to be fine for the show. It's like, we're either going to be friends or we're not going to be real friends. Which is so much better because like when, when a franchise starts and like the women haven't seen each other since the reunion, it's so stupid. Yeah. So I, I, 
I didn't agree with you that the drama was manufactured. I know. But I did feel like it was trivial. No, and also like pulling shit out of thin air. Like, like when Brandy like just randomly at dinner was like, I'm uncomfortable around you. Like it was just like not real. Yes, and but I also felt like um, everyone did a really good job of being like, Brandy, that's on you. Yeah, and like, what are you talking about? Yes, but and also like when Brandy like with the pills on the boat. That's what. That's exactly what I was referring to. Like what? Yeah, but, We're reaching I, here. but I don't think that's manufactured because Brandy just com- like comes off really bad in those moments. And Brandy's just like going through stuff, especially yesterday. Oh yeah, we need to talk about, there's a video. I was going to circ- post it on our Instagram, but then I'm like, that is just, I know they're like celebrities, but it just like feels really disrespectful. I agree. Um, Brian, some, someone caught a video of Brian in a club. Like Brian making like out making girl. out with a woman who's clearly not Brandy as she has a whole arm of tattoos. tattoos. Um, like well, Brandy looks different here. Yeah, so it's really sad. But there's been rumors about them for a while. I know, but there's difference between rumors and a video. It's bad. It's bad, and she like just gave birth. Uh huh. Um, but she, oh right. So it just made me really sad. I know, and we're not gonna get clarity because she's made it pretty clear she's not coming back to the show, which I think is best since there is so much going on in her personal life. But it just leaves us wondering. Yeah, it does. It Maybe just, he'll address it at the reunion, Andy. Yeah, and I just want to say there's a difference between rumors and a video, Teresa Judice. 100% rumors and photos. Um, but I'm not caught up on Jersey, so maybe I'll change your heart. No, you won't. <laughs> the only other thing that happened, two other things that happened was, and I'm not Christian, so I can't like decide whether um, like being a shaman is demonic or and whatever. But the only thing I didn't really like, because like I grew up in a religious like setting, and there's a way to like have discussions about religion without being condescending. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you grew up in a religious setting, like you know that one girl in your grade who was just like so obnoxious, like really, you listen to music on Shabbos? Like shut the fuck up, Sarah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I felt like Brandy was being like a little bit of a Sarah. Like you don't have to agree with Deandra's choices, but like don't be so condescending. Yeah, I felt like her delivery and choice and time and place was all. All wrong if that's a real conversation you want to have with Deandra like not at a birthday party when everybody's drinking but she got all lit up after mama D was like she that's felt, demonic she felt validated in how she was feeling she probably would have never said it or I don't know I don't think she would have said it if she didn't feel like oh how I feel about that mama D agrees I'm gonna bring it up well we're actually gonna get through to Deandra yes I agree she was coming off as judgmental and I think next week when Deandra calls her a cafeteria Christian because it's like you just pick and choose yeah um what you want to live by I think it'll be an interesting conversation but like for me like when I signed on for the Real Housewives of Dallas like that's the exact type of conversation I was looking uh, for like si- si- Deand- conversations between sisters in Christ Deandra you're my sister in Christ and like I just feel like you know leaning on anything besides the word of God like it's just demonic like that's what I'm fucking looking for and I was like yes this conversation's everything um and even though the shaman was so weird like the fact that the shaman does extensions like it was so stupid and when they were all like singing I was literally chanting that the whole night afterwards I couldn't get it out of my head um and it was weird but like whatever works for Deandra works for Deandra like yeah I, I don't like when people are all like you know yucking other people's yums even though I do that all the time I totally totally agree and like to have to see Jennifer say like thank you so much for that this is the perfect day it's someone like, was impacted it's all about it. what you get out of it you know it's completely subjective um the episode ended in the weirdest way where basically like Deandra and her mom had this huge blowout fight because Deandra was just trying to like make a point to someone she was like mom why did I change my name from Callaway to Simmons and she was expecting her mom to say one thing but her mom was like because you knew Simmons would get you further and that's probably true but I don't know if Deandra would have asked her mom on the spot for an answer if you know what I mean like yeah Simmons definitely does get you in the door like I don't know what Simmons means in Dallas but it means a lot even on this show it's like she's Deandra Simmons and that means a lot to the women whereas like if she is Deandra Calloway and but her stepfather Simmons like it's just it's it's two degrees of separation right and I think the point she was trying to make was that like even though you know 
Glenn Simmons was her stepfather. He was really a father to her. Like, and so she wanted to be his kid. And I think that's a point she was trying to make. And then Mama D was like, no, because you wanted to get your foot in the door. <laughs> like, Yeah, that was um, really crazy. I obviously didn't know that. I never thought about it. I didn't know she changed her name. Did you know that? Yes, because I knew that her and her mom have the same last name, but her mom's husband wasn't her biological father. Oh, I never put it all together. So that was like a whole, and I guess then Cameron was explaining that's something that she feels like insecure about in the community. I feel that. Like, yeah, I feel that. And then her mom just like validated. Blew it up. Yes. Yeah, so. Her and her mom have like the weirdest fucking relationship. No, I know. It got so crazy. And Mama D like knows exactly what but to also, do. Call Deandra an Uber. was so drunk. They all were. Like, they all were. And then when they sat on that swing, like of course they were going to fly yeah, backwards. So you really can't be having like conversations about like family family and even christ like when or you can it's just gonna be like extremely heated and emotional yeah um but all in all like it was a better episode i thought just the austin episodes were really bad when like trip episodes should be the best yeah but i did think that the trip looked pretty fun gotta stay at that house so sickening so sickening like i think we need a a lake austin weekend yeah also mama d talking about how she stalked stalked (laughs) and pursued her husband was like that's the type of thing you just like keep to yourself. Uh huh. For sure, but like she's, she's she is so who she cool. Is. Like, like you know what I mean? And of course, Cameron being like, I don't know if that's what we should be telling young, young women. women. Like it was just hysterical. It really, really was. Um, and then tonight is Jersey. Mm-hmm. I had to catch up on all the Jersey's stuff. really good. Oh, you caught up? Yeah. Oh, okay. I cool. caught up uh, with Brian. We watched on vacation. It was so good. I mean, it's. I feel the same way every season. Like, it's so good, but I cannot watch one more minute of Teresa Judice because I'm going to throw my TV out the window. Yeah. That's how I've, I've been feeling. But I do believe that this week, um, tonight's episode, everyone is finally in the same room. Okay. I will, I'll be caught up. We'll recap it tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Yes. And that is all she wrote. Do we have Dear Toasters? Oh, fuck. Sorry. Yeah. Totally forgot. <laughs> Dear Toasters is our weekly advice segment since it is Wednesday hump day. We are going to be doing Dear Toasters where you can write into deartoasters at gmail.com. Anything, anything you want to tell us. We will read it anonymously. We will change people's names. You have a quandary you need our advice on? Head over to deartoasters at gmail.com. First up, hi, Claudia and Jackie. My best friend recently turned me onto your podcast and safe to say I'm obsessed. I listen to you every day when I walk my dogs and it's truly everything of the sort. Thank you. I need your advice on something. I have a group of friends that I used to work with that I see a couple times a month for happy hours and brunches. We all went our separate ways work-wise, but still remain a fun group of friends. We started a tradition a while back that for everyone's birthday, we all pitch in and get the birthday girl a cute gift, a gift card, bottle of wine, something like that. Well, they have not gotten me something two years in a row. Last year, I was in California visiting my parents and brushed it off trying to be the bigger person and not be so greedy. This year rolls around and nothing. I'm still trying not to be a greedy little bitch. I didn't say anything. I didn't want to make a big deal about it or sound like an asshole because I know they would feel so bad. Now, we have someone's birthday coming up in the group and I don't know what to do. A part of me doesn't want to contribute because it kind of hurts my feelings that they have forgotten me two years in a row. But my better half is saying contribute because you're a good person who would give without expecting anything in return. I struggle with that, though. Would love your advice on this one. Signed, the birthday snub. That's really tough. I think it's important to give in general without expecting anything in return. But that's (sighs) not what this is. Don't (sighs) you dare contribute to that fund ever again. That's how these things work. Yeah, but I feel like... It could just be like a bad coincidence that two years in a row, like she was away and then COVID, like, could it just be a coincidence that she got forgotten? No. Well, you're just, you're going to make a fight here and like, then things are going to be awkward. So you have to be prepared to do that. No, I, I don't, 
don't pay chip in for the group gift because that's, that's you're being taken advantage of if you want to get this girl a gift separately be like I'm clearly out of the fund because I have been that's a good forgotten idea two years in a row so this is my personal gift to you no that's don't be like walked all over and, and forgotten that's not like if I just was forgotten <laughs> twice are you okay no that's like so messed up it's like every I just that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. But I like the idea of getting your own gift, being like, oh, so I'm clearly not a part of this like trade anymore, so I'm just going to get my own gift. Yeah. Okay. Don't do it. I know, but sometimes it's just like worth the price of admission just to pay so you don't have to make it awkward. Like I'm so controversy, I'm so confrontation averse, not controversy averse. I'm actually very controversy I don't know. I think if two years in a row your friends forgot your birthday, you'd be knocking on controversy's door. No. Contra- <laughs> Contraband. <laughs> Confrontation. Confrontation. Door. Yeah, no. I was like, no, I definitely get you do con- not I get con- controversy a lot. I don't get confrontation a lot. Controversy knocks on your door. <laughs> Every day. Knock knock. Go away. <laughs> um, okay. So good luck with that. Good morning, Steens. I'm in need of some dire advice. So I've been seeing this guy for about a month and a half. We hang out all the time, get along really well, and I think it could be something really serious eventually. Keyword is eventually. Today I was dropping him off at the airport. Oh wow as any good non-girlfriend wannabe possible girlfriend would do. We hugged to say goodbye and I said, love you. I said, fucking love you. I wish I could verbalize the level of fear I saw in his eyes as he got out of the car. I tried to backtrack, but I was fucked. Immediately when I drove away, I texted him basically laughing at myself. To be fair, I hadn't had my coffee yet, have dropped off a ton of family and friends at the airport recently and truly like think it was like a weird airport goodbye reflex. You don't have to explain it. That's something that would happen to me. I say love you when I'm like making a reservation. Uh, I used to say love you to my teachers. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Let me be very clear. I do not love him. I'm still trying to figure out if I could even date him. Here's where I need your help. What do I do now? I think I totally scared the shit out of him and I don't want to mess this up because I really care about him. Do I continue to just do my thing, never speak of it again, bring it up and try to explain myself or just move away and start my life over again? Sincerely, a girl who didn't have her coffee. I think you just communicate. Like, be like, I literally dropped my mom off at the airport last week. It's just a reflex. I like you, but like, we're not there yet. And it was a total accident. Yeah, I think you can communicate it too. Obviously, the um, temptation to like run away and start all over again is so tempting. And you know what? I would support you. But like, this is such a not big deal. And I, I... I feel like it's it's like a cute thing, and I think you if he's if he's meant to be like he will laugh this off with you, you know. Yeah, no. And by the way, like, can we just talk about for a second how embarrassing it is to like say love you like at the wrong time, like yeah, to a waiter or like a yep. uh, teacher. It is so horrifying. Yeah. So I would just like next time you're talking on the phone, don't put anything like in writing because it can Agreed. be translated wrong. Talk, FaceTiming, be like, by the way. I didn't mean it in any serious way. Like I, just it was a reflex. It's a reflex. I say it to everyone. Like, don't, don't, don't freak worry. out, and just make it like be light like, and you're casual. Not that special. Yeah, we just feel like relaxed. I say it to everyone. Yeah, I just have my plumber, <laughs> my landlord, <laughs> my boss, and you, and you. So you're just one of many, John. All right, final one. Hi, Claudia and Jackie. Please help. I'm having major drama with my sister that I can't seem to resolve. My sister is my best friend. She's about four years older than me. But I'm doing a lot of things before her. For example, I graduated college at 22 and her at 28. I got my first job at 23 and her at 29. I've been in a long-term serious relationship for six years and her one and a half. I am recently engaged and will now be getting married in a year. Since this, things have gotten so weird between us. I am 26 and she is 30. 
My fiance and I openly talk about buying a house soon and having kids shortly after getting married. My sister is having a hard time being happy for me. She's my maid of honor and I feel like she doesn't want to be involved in my wedding. When I ask her for help with something, she has excuses. And whenever I talk about anything wedding related, related, she seems weird. I understand she might be bitter, but I need her to be happy for me. We recently had a little argument that got out of hand and she proceeded to tell me that I shouldn't be getting married and that my fiance and I have a horrible relationship. Yes, we argue and bicker here and there, but just as any other couple does. I now feel like when I do have relationship problems or want to just vent, I can't go to my sister because she'll hold it over me or judge my relationship. How do I fix this? I can't control how my life is moving and I just want her to accept it. Her time will come. That's tough. That's really tough. So I think there's a few things. Up until you said that, like, she has says she has issues with your fiancé, I, I mean, I can't, like, you got married before me, you got married before Olivia, like, everything happens in its time, and so I really can't relate to, to just being upset about that part. But if she is also having concerns about your fiancé, yeah, then it becomes tough. You don't want to share everything, but I do think... No, but then it's like you have a hard time discerning. Are these genuine concerns, or you're just, like, lashing out because, like, we're, we're... We're ahead of you. Right. So I think that... One, it is important, like, and it, it's kind of shitty, but, like, every time you have an issue with your significant other, you can't keep going and telling the same person, especially because as humans, we tend to only share the negatives, and then when yeah. things are good, it's like, no news is good news, and you don't share anything. So she's like, wait, but all these things just happened, and so it is hard that you, sometimes you, like, when you're going through it, like, either maybe spread out how many people you're talking to about something or you sometimes you just have to like Swallow. deal with it internally um but I would maybe like take her to lunch and have like a big conversation sometimes in families like you just gotta talk about something get to the root of it and maybe what she her hesitations are something completely outside Different. of both of these things right and maybe you're perceiving it as like her being bitter but maybe she's like actually a like dealing with something on her own like maybe she could use a sister to talk to about or maybe she has genuine concerns like I wouldn't just I wouldn't assume so quick, even though she probably is like bitter. I wouldn't assume so quick that it's like she's thirty and you're twenty six and she's get and you're getting married. Therefore, she's like because bitter. it's not like a, a a sisterly thing. No, and also that's not even that big of a deal. Like she's thirty and she's also in a relationship. Like it, it, it doesn't seem like that would be the whole thing. Um, so I would just try and talk to her about it. And also, if it is like she has concerns about your fiance, you need to show her and he if he's the man that's obviously listen to her concerns but if you think that her concerns are unfounded show her a different side of him maybe double date like show her what you see in him mm -hmm. and not just you know venting to her about all the fights he got into but this is a a relationship worth working worth on salvaging of course so i wouldn't let it go you know unspoken for too long and because those things fester and then that's how you end up like you know 50 years old and, and haven't spoke to your sister in 10 years you know yes, which is no, terrible no like you guys are stuck together for better or for worse as it should be so figure it out it'll be awkward but then like when you fight with your sisters like it's awkward for a second and then you get over it it's so true um so yeah that was dear toasters I feel like good advice was doled out more by jackie but dear toasters at gmail.com you read them beautifully thank you so much you chanted your haftorah beautifully if you want good advice from jackie and <laughs> me to make jokes about you email dear toasters at gmail.com we are open to all sorts of queries we are and now that's all that's she all she wrote Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, 
And smart we are. How beautiful, stunning, and smart drops tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Stay tuned. Set your alarms. We'll give you all the deets on our Instagram at The Morning Toast. And you know I'll follow up with some posts from Matt Jackie Ashley, so you might want to follow her too. Yeah, Claude with no job will be participating as well. Yes. Have a great day, you guys. Happy hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.